sometimes it's hard to make financial sacrifices when the reward might not be seen for several years down the road. So today we're going to talk about some situations where you might be inclined to take the immediate benefit, but maybe should consider the delayed reward. It's the power of delayed gratification here on Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders. Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome into this podcast for the final episode of 2023. Uh, Mike and I are dropping this just a little bit before Christmas, so Merry Christmas to everybody and yeah, Merry Christmas to you, Mike, my friend. What's going on? And you too, Mark. Uh, yeah, we're excited about this time of year. It's always uh, just a wonderful time, and it's uh, warm and cozy, uh, and, and we love being in there. But, you know, at the same time, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, just people all over the world that don't necessarily have that. And uh, so it's a, it's True. also a great time to think about giving and caring for other folks. And so uh, as we gather with family, I just encourage us to uh, you know, lift up a prayer for these people, ask the Lord to meet their needs and uh, just be gracious to them. So, yeah. Well said. Uh, well said. Sweet, yeah. sweet time of year. Yeah, definitely. And and uh, very well said. So uh, good stuff indeed. So let's talk about this week's topic, uh, this month's topic, as we wrap up again, the, the final episode of the year. We'll be back with more in 2024, but we're going to finish mm-hmm. off with, again, the power of delayed gratification. Uh, patience pays, and that's not easy for us as humans. Um, we certainly in today's society, we're, we're very give it to me and give it to me now kind of mm. thing, right? In all sorts of aspects. But uh, from the financial yeah. side of things, let's go through a couple of these. I got four I want to talk about on the show this week, Mike, where, again, okay. the concept being that maybe delaying the, the benefit is the right move, okay? Uh, it doesn't necessarily okay. it might be into, you still need to have it looked at, right? You still want to make sure uh, and talk with your advisor, but more than likely this could be the right move, or at least some, give us some reasons why delaying the, the benefit might be a good move, okay? And you'll see mm-hmm. what I mean as we go along. So oh, okay. uh, passing, well, this first one is almost a no-brainer. There's really kind of no reason not to do this. Uh, passing mm-hmm. up on the 401k match, on the free money. So oh, okay. We, you know, you and I are a little older now, right? But everybody's yep. gone through time in life where the budget gets tight around the house, raising, oh, yeah. raising kids, you know, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And it's tempting to forego. Maybe it's easy to go, all right, you know, I'm, I'm giving 6%, I'm putting 6% into my 401k at work, and, and I'll just cut that back because we just can't afford it right now. Uh, and if you have to, fine, but don't cut it back to get rid and lose the match. I guess that's mm. the point, right? If the match is, let's say, 3% minimum, Darn it! Figure out a way to get that three percent. Just don't leave free money on the table. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Um, you know, when you think about that, like the example you just gave, and and many plans are like that. They they match the first three percent dollar for dollar. Right. You know what you just made on that money? You made one hundred percent return on your money. And instantly. for how many years? Right. So the power of compounding yes. now kicks in too. It's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. So if if there's any way possible, um, and you know sometimes it's hard to see it when you're in the middle of it, and uh, and also that's where I find uh, it, like if I'm trying to figure out something, a lot of times whether it's financial or otherwise, I'll go talk to somebody else and just kind of tell them what's in on my mind and say you hearing anything that I might be thinking should think differently about. Right. And, and a lot of times a third party can identify some things. So True. get in front of somebody that can help you see that 
you know, maybe this thing that you think you can't do without in, in your budget or whatever, mm-hmm. it actually can go away and it won't hurt you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the reality uh, is we all know that if we can just put that, that in there to get that free match, we, we typically don't feel it that much and you don't miss it. It right. doesn't take but a couple of paychecks and you've totally forgotten about it. Right. Yeah. So get that's that true. Money. You get used to it. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, you, you don't want to do that if there is any way around yeah. it. And, uh, you know, maybe you're you're putting a whole lot more than what's required in order to get the match because mm-hmm. you know they're not all dollar for dollar. Some of them are, uh, you know, 100 percent on the first three percent, and then 50 percent on the next two, or right, right. You know, any number of combinations that employers might put together for your plan. Um, and and maybe you're putting more than what's necessary to get it. If may may cut back, but don't cut back to the point where you lose any of those yes. employer dollars. Exactly. So and, and you yeah. and the future you again this delayed gratification point. You're delaying mm-hmm. the the happiness you're going to feel until uh, later mm-hmm. on, but you're going to feel it. <laughs> so yeah, you know, and twenty you're or thirty feel a years lot longer too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's you're going to feel it longer. Yeah, great point. Yeah. So that one's kind of easy. But these next three maybe maybe there's some more conversation or argument to go back and forth on a little bit. So let's start with. The second one here, Mike, saving uh, only in those tax-deferred accounts, right? So, mm. again, we're taught to just go ahead and do the, the traditional IRA or the 401k, mm-hmm. and the other mm-hmm. tax-deferred thing is not that big a deal. Well, all right, so why are, have people kind of steered away from the Roth for the last number of years? Because they don't want to pay the taxes now. Ouch, it hurts. I don't want to give mm-hmm. the money. I mean, think about it. This is, let's be honest. If you have to give the government money now, or you can kick that down the road for 30 years, mm-hmm. what do most people do? They kick it down the road for 30 down years. Right. But why might it be a better idea to take the to pay the piper now, feel the pinch, and, mm-hmm. and get the happiness later? Right. Yeah, I mean, there's there's different things you need to weigh. Uh, you know, number one, you think, and it, it's harder to the younger you are to to figure this out, but it's worth the exercise. Is based on your work, your potential career path, the amount of money you are earning and can earn as you progress through that, and uh, the, and therefore the tax bracket you're going to be in. Now, that's a big question, right? Because sure. They can always right now, change the rules, right? The tax law is going to change back to what it was pre-2018 come the end of 2025 in just two short years from now. Right. Unless Congress does something to extend it or change it or do something else. And you know what the chances of that are. Yeah. So um, rates are probably going to go up. So you you look at that and then you say, okay. Down the road, what do I believe about rates uh, on tax on taxable income, and where do I think I will be? I mean, we we all kind of know ourselves to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Am I a good saver? Do I know how to forgo oh, gratification? Yeah. Yeah. All those kind of things. Will I probably have a big nest egg that will be good for me in retirement? And so when you look at those kinds of things, or or am I? Do I tend to spend money now and I worry about the future later? Okay, thinking about those, you can determine to a certain extent that will I likely be in a higher tax bracket when I retire or a lower tax bracket when I retire than what it is while I'm working. Yeah, and don't be fooled, right, Mike? Because unfortunately, right. we've been taught for 30 or 40 years if we're going to be in a lower tax bracket in retirement, and it's just not the case anymore. More more and more people, most people and most advisors I talk to say that their clients are in the same tax bracket. Same, yes, yep. right. Yep, that that happens quite a bit, and so you know, considering that, and 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 that's an, a third uh, way of looking at it too. Is I might I'm probably going to be in the same bracket, mm-hmm. 
is if, if you're going to be in a higher bracket uh, during your working years, then that probably tends to say do currently tax deferred contributions in traditional IRAs and 401ks and that kind of stuff. Right. Because you're going to reduce the tax bill on the higher earnings. And then later on, you'll be in a lower bracket and lower earnings. Now, and I'm going to change all this when I get done doing this little exercise with you. <laughs> but if right now you're in a lower bracket than what you think you'll be in in retirement, because you're a good saver and you think you'll build up a lot of money and and, and produce more income in retirement than you would during your working years, uh, or at least equal to, then um, you you might want to go ahead and do Roth contributions where you forego the tax deduction now, but all those monies you contribute plus all the earnings on it is tax-free when you hit retirement, so when you're in a higher bracket. And, and if you're equal, you know, uh, same bracket, same income, basically in retirement as you are during your working years, then, you know, six and one half does the other, Right. Although I would tend to lean more toward the Roth contribution in that scenario also just because of the tax-free nature of the income later. But here's here's the thing I'll take away from all that is I like the idea of having money in two pockets, a tax-free and a taxable pocket. And I can balance things that way. I, I want to tend to, if I'm going to be in a higher tax bracket later, be heavier on the tax-free income than I am on the taxable income. But it's not necessarily a bad thing to have some there because of just like we talked about in our, I think our last episode about standard deductions being so high, right. that stays the case. You know, there's some things you can do there with that. So anyway, um, I, I would just kind of do a little assessment on where do I think I'll be later versus how I am now during my working years and invest accordingly. Yeah. And I think most retirees happens. are probably most people that are already in retirement you know, who don't have that long time horizon now are, are finding themselves wishing that they had done Ross a little bit sooner. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's certainly good information to share with your their kids or their grandkids who are in Correct. their early working years as well. But if you are a retiree, does it mean a Roth is bad for you just because you're older? No, right? I mean, you could still do. You could still possibly use one. Are you still making some money? Are you still earning some money? I don't know what you're. Oh, thought. I see. I'm sorry, I was dead silent there because I didn't quite catch what you were getting. No, aiming that's at. okay. Yeah, if you're still earning money, yeah, is a Roth necessarily a bad thing? Right. I I got you down. Yeah, yeah. So probably not. Uh, right. Right. Probably not. Yeah. Exactly. Even if you are uh, older. Nope. So yeah. Particularly if you're in a lower income situation and you're not working full time and just you know doing something to keep busy and making a little bit of money. Yeah. Yeah. Great place to throw it. Think about this. If you don't use it up, guess who it goes to? Your kids. Yeah. And it's tax-free well, for them. There you go. Exactly. All right. Uh, number three on the power of delayed gratification, uh, depleting the emergency fund. Now, this, I guess, uh, probably would still be for our folks that are still working, right? So maybe pre-retirees, mm-hmm. um, because you don't really necessarily have an emergency fund, I suppose, when you're retired, because it's you're not replacing the paycheck if something happens, because it's all coming in as part of your you know retirement account, right? But mm-hmm. for when you're still working, you hopefully you've got that emergency fund, right? That three months or that six months or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Should you lose your job and have to get something else? So it can be easy to dip into that account when you need money for another purpose, right? Let's say, you know, something breaks around the house and you got to, well, let's just grab it out of the emergency funds, kind of what it's for. But just be mm-hmm. careful there as well, right? Because it could be a better avenue to look someplace else to get that money and and, uh, and not take away that uh, that emergency fund. Yeah, I mean, you know, one thing obviously is just to adjust your budget for that month to try and absorb that additional sure. expense if it's not too excessive. Right, right. Uh, but you're right. You know, the emergency fund is there for emergencies, and so you use it. And that's where I think it's so good to have a, a regular 
uh, plan of saving money, you yeah. know, just plugging some money in a hundred, 200, 300, you know, whatever a month back into savings that, um, that, you know, you don't want to build up huge amounts and have it not working. And so you can always move money over into your investments account. If it starts to exceed a six month, um, expense uh, balance or mm -hmm. something like that in your emergency fund. But yeah, I mean, the emergency fund is there for emergencies. And, not and, I, for and I probably did a vacation. Right, I was going to say, I whatever. did a bad job of saying if something breaks, because that's kind of an emergency, but you know, or uh, let's look yeah. at right now, like Christmas, like say, oh, let's dip into the emergency there fund to buy some extra Christmas presents. Uh, right, right. That wasn't yeah. an emergency. That, that was just not, poor planning. That was poor planning. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Exactly. So, um, but, but hey, you know what? Rather than borrowing and not being able to pay it off and having to pay interest on it, do the emergency fund and then get busy about replenishing it and keeping that regular yeah. savings habit going so you that, go. you know, you are going to use the emergency fund periodically. And when you do, you draw it down, you want to build it back to where it was so that you've got it for the bigger emergency that might come down the road. Okay. So, yeah, All right, create some habits. Let's finish with our last one here, which is kind of close, borrowing mm -hmm. money from yourself in by cashing out your retirement plan, I talk to advisors all across the country, and this is the dead last option that <laughs> almost all of them say is where you need to go. If you if you are tempted or you really need to get money and you're tempted to cash out a 401k or an IRA to pay for that uh, kitchen remodel, right, mm -hmm. or, or something like that, this is just mm – -hmm. it can be especially tempting because it's right there, but this is a bad – bad idea. At least that's what I'm hearing from most advisors. What's your take on that? And why? Why is it such a bad idea to cash it out early? Yeah. So I could be like uh, the opposite of most advisors say, oh, no, I think it's a great idea. But no, I don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horrible idea. Like you say, <laughs> cashing out is is really the worst way to do it because, I mean, number one, uh, most plans don't allow for it unless it's a hardship uh, thing. And if that's the case, there's so often other ways to come up with this money without taking it out of your investment account in your 401k or yeah. IRA. Because this thing's but, like a, um, it's like a triple whammy, really, too, if you think about really this. It really right? is. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're under 59 and a half and you're doing that, you are having to, like with the 401k, take the hardship withdrawal route right. if your plan allows it. And so you're going to get a 10% penalty on the withdrawal yep. unless it's for certain things that are exemption type situations. Um, and a kitchen and remodel is not one of those. A remodel is not one of right. Sports car is not, not one. one of those. Right. Uh, then you got to pay the taxes, yeah. right? That's right. So and you, you pay the taxes and you lose out on having that money invested in building for and your growing. future. Right. Exactly. So and how long is it going to take you to put way. it Right. How long is it going to take you to put it back? Right. Oof. Yeah. Could take a while well, and you're losing out on that compounding. Right. And with an IRA, you cannot put it back. Oh, um, okay. I mean, you got 60 days to get it back in there. And if you can do that, you probably could have figured out a better way. But hey, you know what? That sometimes can be a way, but it's, Good point. again, should be a last resort is to do a 60-day short-term withdrawal from an IRA and then put it back. You know, But you can only do that yeah. once every 12 months. You cannot just go out and do that randomly. Okay. Great point. You know, and if we use, let's just use the kitchen remodel as an example. Okay. Cause yeah. it's a bigger uh, ticket item. Somebody's thinking, Hey, I'll just cash out this, you know, this, whatever retirement account and we'll pay mm -hmm. for this $30,000 kitchen upgrade or something. And the quick answer used to be, look, just go borrow the money, do a home equity line 
or something at the bank because the rates were good. And I get right mm-hmm. now that while you might take a second glance at thinking about cashing out your yeah. retirement because the rates are higher now. That's right. But there's right. got to be another way. Or even even just run the math and figure out what it's going to cost you. Is it going to cost mm-hmm. you more to borrow the money from the bank or is it going to cost you more in all the things, the hits you're going to take by pulling it out of your retirement plan, right? Exactly. And, you know, here, here's another thing that just kind of goes to behavior and discipline and that sort of thing is, yeah, it would be easier to pull it out of the retirement plan because you don't have, I mean, and I'm talking about like the IRA, okay? right, not, right. The, not a 401k loan, a hardship withdrawal. Yeah. Same thing as the IRA withdrawal. So if you're actually withdrawing the money, not borrowing it from the 401k, mm-hmm. you don't have to pay it back. In fact, you can't. And so it's, easier you know it's like right okay i took care of a little cleaner i suppose right and i'm done right right but the discipline way would be borrow the money yes high interest rate but now i've got to pay it back and so you're sooner hopefully to get you know not sooner yeah and you're more forced to get that money back in you know you've left it in your retirement account so that you're not damaging yourself there and you're forced to pay it back rather than just say we got money that didn't really hurt us, and yeah. that creates behavior habits also. Yeah, that's a great point. So, you know, just do things that help you to stay on those straight and narrow, so to speak. Yeah, that's a great point. Because once you factor in those additional taxes and all the penalties and uh, the compounding and everything, you you know, you got to be kicking yourself a little bit. Your future self is going to be going, hey, <laughs> that's what did you do? That's what my were money. you thinking? <laughs> right. I mean, thanks for fixing the kitchen, but you could have done it another way. So, again, yeah, yeah. cashing out the retirement plan, not the best of ideas. Look for other ways. Talk with your, you know, financial professional about, you know, is there other ways for me to, to get access to something to get uh, whatever that you know particular project or whatever might be done. And so that's just four things to think about when it comes to patients can pay the power of delayed gratification. Uh, and of course, as we uh, wrap up for the for the end of the year here, we want to thank everybody for their time when they listen to the podcast, uh, they download it or, or listen to it a little bit here and there uh, or stream it, share it, whatever the case might be. Thank you so much for checking out the show with Mike and I. Hopefully we've shared some useful nuggets of information with you guys that helps you along the way with your retirement journey. So Mike, thanks for hanging out with me as always, my friend. It's been great. Been a good year, Mark. Really enjoyed it. I wish you a very Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Uh, And to everyone listening, we just really appreciate you uh, tuning in your ears to hear what we have to say. Yeah, for sure. So we will be back next year. We'll be back in just, which at this point is like two weeks. Two weeks. (laughs) So we get like two weeks off uh, and we'll be back with more podcasts here on strategic planning in the new year. So again, don't forget to subscribe to us. Uh, Consider hitting that little heart button or follow button on whatever app that you're using. There's Apple. Google's now merged everything under, I believe, the YouTube banner, uh, whether it's video form or audio form. I think they're putting it all together under one thing or Spotify. You can find all the information and uh, such not at uh, Mike's website, spcinvesting.com, where you can also reach out to him if you've got some questions, need some help, all that good jazz at spcinvesting.com. And we will see you next time right here on Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.